This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and I am pleased to be bringing Stephen Carpatella, aka Carp, back on the show to talk a little bit more about his tactics and success with EPM. Carp, welcome back, my friend. Yeah, thank you very much. Man, I, I'm excited about this because I know we talked about words and we talked about the importance of several different things from awareness to intentionality and really focusing on how to build success with each other. Two things came up that really are big for you, and that's communication and consistency. And I think those can feed forward not only in business and life and relationships as a whole. Can you just dive into those two tactics, how communication is a superpower and what a consistent approach can bring into somebody's life? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So two big drivers in my life, again, on and off the field is communication is our superpower. I mean, I believe that like, I believe my name's spelled with a PH, which it is by the way. So, you know, this is the one thing that separates us from every other living organism on the planet. So when I'm sitting here and I look outside and I see the squirrels and the birds and everybody else, you know, going about their lives, you know, like this is what separates us, you know, and there are a lot of words to choose from. There are powerful ones. There are, we, there are less powerful ones like, hey, Zach, I'm going to try to make sure you get paid twice a month. Is that cool? Like, no, like, I want to get paid twice a month. You know, like someone doesn't want us to try to get them. Hey, Zach, I'm going to try to get you the best mortgage. I'm going to try to close you on time. That isn't what you want, right? You want committed language. So speaking powerfully, burning words like waiting, would, should, could, try, maybe, might, assumed, I thought, kind of. It's fine. The word fine drives me nuts. It's fine. There's so many definitions yeah, of fine, sure. apparently. <laughs> you want a beer? Sure. Like speak powerfully, like really create a discipline for how, you know, because this is where relationships are made and broken. And, you know, relationships get broken all the time, whether it's, you know, a romantic relationship, a work relationship, a friendship, right? All these different types of rela- you know, relationships that exist in our lives. And it's usually because someone expected something and it wasn't agreed upon. You know, there was no agreed upon, ex- you know, expectations can be the root of all evil or the best thing ever if they're agreed upon. So communication as a superpower is a big one. That's my cup of tea, man. That's what gets me out of bed every day in regards to like, you know, how I'm managing my life again, on and off the field with all the people that I interact with. And, and but I want to dive into that piece real quick. Cause you said something that I, I found interesting. You said, speak powerfully. That can be words. That can be several different things. That can be your presence, the way you vocalize things and I keep speaking of words, I can't even think of freaking words right now, but thinking about how the inflection, the inflection in your voice and how you speak, when you say speak powerfully, can you dive a little bit farther into that piece? Is it the words you're choosing? Is it conviction in what you're saying? Tell us a little, how's that powerful? Yeah. Commit committed language, the language of commitment. I'm going to create this outcome. I'm not going to try. You know, I'm going to. Yeah, communication just is really crazy. I mean, a lot of people don't realize there's like over 7,000 spoken languages on this planet. There's over 4,000 written languages. And there's there's several different forms of the way we communicate, verbal, nonverbal, visual, listening. I mean, go watch America's Got Talent. You know, people doing sand art on the show. You know, like we can communicate stories and create these things from practically anything. It's truly amazing. Like I wake up astonished every day that we live on this planet. and This is all going on, even this conversation now. 
But, uh, you know, written language and verbal languages were created over 5,000 years ago. You know, it's just this, this constant evolution process. And as we've gone through, you know, the years, hundreds of years of, of evolution and language recently, a lot of weak languages showed up in our words that we use every day. And it's a way to not commit yourself to things, you know, like, hey, I'll try to make sure I got this done. I should be able to. I probably will be there on time. You know, like we talk about integrity, like everyone thinks integrity is a virtue. It's not. You know, the spoke on the wheel is broken. Are you going to ride that bike? No, the wheel's lost its integrity. But you do what you say you're going to do most of the time. So you have integrity. You either do or you do not. Integrity is black and white. There is no middle, no gray area there. So committing to language, you know, committing to language of commitment. I'm going to. Zach, I'm going to get you the best deal on this mortgage. I'm going to get you to the closing table on time. I'm going to do all the things. Me and my team are going to do all the things necessary to create that outcome. There's no other option. And if there are changes, right, the world throws us curveballs, we will communicate those in a timely manner and keep you apprised of the situation. That's all we can do. You know, that that's execution. Huge. Uh, but again, we, we use these weak words. I mean, you know, we talk to clients all the time. Hey, can you get the application completed? You're looking to do this right away. Yeah, I should be able to do it. I'll get that over to you as soon as possible. Okay, great. Have a nice night. Very open-ended. Is it going to get done? I don't know. How about, hey, can you get this done by 5 p.m., close the business tomorrow? When you ask a firm question, right? Like when we throw the commitment word out, you know, even if you're dating someone and like, hey, are we exclusive? Like, <laughs> are you committed to this relationship? Like your ears perk up, right? It's an unwritten contract, <laughs> right? It's a verbal contract. Your ears perk up when you ask for commitment from somebody. So I ask people for commitment. Hey, can you commit to doing this? Oh, you know what? I got this thing tomorrow. And then you start thinking about your schedule. And then you start thinking about whether you can you know, do the thing you said you're going to do or not. Because I do believe that deep down, we all want to be our word. We all want to be of our word. We all want to have integrity in our lives. But life gets in the way. So you know, when you ask for someone a commitment, it really stops them dead in their tracks and makes them rethink. Can I do this? I love that question. Can you confirm to this and having that piece of like commit to that piece of it? I mean, that's huge. And it's interesting how there's sometimes like an awkwardness attached to being that, I don't even know, it's not even blunt. Like it's just being that that firm attached to what you're saying. But why would there be an awkwardness in that communication? People aren't used to it or why do you think people are nervous? Not used to it. Not used to it. Most people use loose language. They're using these words like, I think, I might, I should, I would, I probably... Maybe, you know, I thought you were going to do that. You know, how many relationships end up in fights? Why is no law mode today? I thought you said you were going to do it on Friday. I said I was going to try. Hmm. Get off my back. So give yourself an out attached to it, right? Like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's non-committed. Yeah. Right? And then think about like in our world, we issue mortgage commitments. We're committing to lending money, Hmm. right? Uh, That's why when you get a pre-approval and you need a mortgage commitment from a lender to move forward in the transaction, someone wants to know that you actually applied for financing and that someone's committed to lending it to you. It's a commitment. So it's a big word. It's a contractual word. And the next piece of that is really focusing on not only are you being committed, but you're doing it consistently, right? You're talking about the integrity piece of it. Is that consistent commitment? Talk about that consistent approach and how that kind of shifts the dynamic for people. Yeah. So communicating powerfully, you know, super, you know, believing that communication is your superpower and using it, right? Like that, again, we can't fly over buildings and run faster than a speeding train and, you know, or speeding bullet or whatever, <laughs> like Superman, you know, but we can communicate powerfully. It, it changes the game, but doing it consistently. So the other belief that we have is consistent approach equals consistent results. You see this a lot in sports, right? You know, if, if the batter who's been batting 300 starts going on a, on a slump, they're analyzing the video, man. Yo, you're dropping your elbow. You're turning your hips too soon. You're bending your knee too much. Go back to what, what, what worked. What, you know, swing the bat the way you were swinging the bat and make those corrections. So consistent approach, consistent results is a big driver of, you know, if you're doing, there's a lot to dig in there really, but like 
If you don't have a process, you don't have a scalable business. It's that simple. If every person you interact with, you're doing it a little bit differently, you're communicating differently, you're using committed language with some, not with others, you're going to have inconsistency creep into your business and or your personal life. It goes both ways. So it comes tied to that. You know, if you're going to communicate powerfully, do it all the time. And, and, and that's the thing, right? It's discipline, doing it consistently and, and doing it over and over and over and over again. That consistency, they talk about it in the gym, they talk about it in nutrition, they talk about it in business. You have to maintain that consistency across. Yeah. And, and what does it create? Efficiency. You don't have mm. to think about it. It's wash, rinse, repeat. And every client that comes my way, I know exactly what I'm going to do. It's not like, oh my God, Zach's calling me. He wants me to work. What should I do? You know, like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to read you the ride act, man. I'm going to, I'm a broken record. We talked earlier, you know, in, in our podcast before we talked about, you know, the regimen, you know, like having a regimen, like it just makes life easy when you have things set up consistently. It's not a guessing game. What am I going to eat? How am I going to eat? That's the biggest problem with diet and nutrition. People don't know what to eat. They don't know where to start. You got to fill your house with the things that you're going to consume. Start there. And the moment you get hungry and go buy the junk food and then it's in the house, you know, don't shop when you're hungry. Right. And that's, it's funny, but it's that predictability, right? If you can create that predictable outcome, essentially you're setting yourself up for success, whether that's a morning routine, an evening routine, nutrition, gym. It's funny. I talk to people about waking up and working out and, you know, they had to go all the way across to the living room to get their running shoes or they're too lazy to get out of bed and do that piece. And it's like, you can set yourself up for a little bit better success than that. If you know you're already going to struggle it, go ahead and knock it out. Put the phone across the room where you have to get up to get the alarm to turn it off and your gym clothes are picked out and ready to go. I mean, it really can be that simple, but a lot of people just don't want to take that route. Exactly. Yeah. Or just don't know where to start to get into the habits, right? We call it breaking habits for a reason. Like, you know, I don't know the math on this and I'm going to butcher this, but you know, when you're, you know, there are neuro pathways that are created, you know, like when you learn, like, you know how to write your name because you've done it so many times. Try writing it with your other hand. And it's like, Oh, was my hand broken? Right? Like you can write with your other hand. It's a discipline. You have to practice just like you practice with the hand that you write with. So, you know, the neural pathways are designed and it's the same concept there. You know, you just got to get into that discipline and it takes a lot of times to break those habits. You've got to create new habits. And then they just eventually you forget about the old ones. The new ones just become new habits. So it, and, it, it is challenging. It's not easy. It's the road less traveled. That's the big piece. It's not easy, right? It's simple, just not necessarily easy. And I know in the EPM world, you're a loan originator and you really help in different aspects on the business side. One of the final things I want to touch on, you talk about being a relationship originator. Can you talk to me about how you define that phrasing attached to originating relationships for people? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, again, in my business, you know, a lot of people think you just get business from realtors builders, things that, you know, people of that nature, you know, most of my business comes from people, just people, you know? So like I tell people like, you know, become a relationship originator. Like, again, we're, we mentioned this in the podcast, you know, like we're all just running around exchanging money back and forth to each other, right? We sell goods and services to each other. So if you're in the relationship business and you build relationships for a living, whatever good or service, we all have to work for a living, or at least most of us, right? 99% of us, you know, if we have whatever good or service is tied to us, if we're of the mindset of building relationships all the time, and the relationship comes first, you're going to do well at whatever it is that you do. You're going to sell more t-shirts. You're going to, you're going to wash more cars. You're going to give more massages, whatever the good or service is going to happen at a greater level. There's no such thing as a bad relationship market it doesn't exist. And it's not just originating the relationships. It's maintaining the relationships. You know, a lot of originators in our world, you know, that I don't have time to call my past clients. They know to reach out to me if they're going to do something and try that with all the other relationships in your life. Try not talking to your significant other for a week and see how that works out for you. Like relationships have to be maintained. They're two-way streets. There has to be reciprocity in the communication. So being what 
you know, by labeling yourself as a relationship originator, if that's how you get out of bed every day, and the next person who looks at you walking down the street, or the next person who drops off a box at your house, you actually call them by the first name, connect with them. You know, calling someone by the first name is just like the ultimate sign of respect. You know, it's the first word you've ever learned. <laughs> it's it a word you've been called more than any other word in the world, right? You know, to call someone by their first name, you know, the waiter or waitress that's waiting on you, the person who's serving you as a cashier, you know, they're going to remember you the next time you come in. They're going to they're going to know you separate yourself from like everybody when you do that. It's true. And it's funny how many in the service industry, how many people have name tags on and people don't take the time to read the name tag. And I was talking about Dale Carnegie. One of his top golden rules is all about remembering that a person's name is the sweetest and most important sound in any language. We're talking about all the languages that happen. I mean, it's amazing. I imagine with the spelling of your name, you might have had a V instead of a PH once in a while. And for me, it's Z-A-C-H instead of Z-A-C-K. And if it happens once or twice, but when it's one of those consistencies and lack of attention to detail, something that small or not using the name on their name tag, I mean, it could really shift the dynamic of that relationship very quickly. Absolutely. Something so simple like that, right? Like that, our name is so near and dear to us. I mean, you Mm -hmm. hit the nail on the head with that statement. Like that's the word, you know, man, it's like, it resonates in your soul. Yeah. It's huge, man. It's huge. And I I appreciate those insights because I think that piece speaking powerfully, speaking with conviction, really being committed in that communication, I think is huge for a lot of folks. And I know you deliver that with EPM and a lot of what y'all are working on. Can you remind the audience, what's the best way for them to reach out, learn more about you, learn more about what you're doing with EPM and overall just connect with you? Yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Graham is Steve with a V underscore Carpatella. Email is scarpatella at epm.net. So it's S-C-A-R-P-I-T-E-L-L-A at epm.net or my cell phone, 215-802-4471. Can't be a relationship originator and not be willing to give out your cell phone number, man. You got to drink the Kool-Aid. I love it, man. Carp, I appreciate your time. I appreciate all the wisdom you're bringing to it all. And definitely encourage everybody, reach out, find out more about what he's doing, how he's really transforming this world of lending and money and everything that's going into this. And overall, man, I appreciate your time today. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.